the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and uh, I'm just so happy to be with you today. We're going to be talking about different things, because when I was thinking about, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Uh, many things came up, so depending on time and depending on uh, how this goes, we'll, we'll just play it. Play it by ear, as they say. So I will start with... Um, Something that I do quite often is Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence. I'll start there. And the interesting thing about that is that um, I don't read this normally before I'm preparing or anything. I already have the Lord's kind of given me a lesson that I'm learning and working through, or uh, just a word will come to my mind, and I'm thinking, okay, let's search that on Bible Gateway and figure out you know, what, what the Lord really wants to reveal to me and to you. And uh, so then when I come to the show... I open this up on the day we're on, and it's just amazing, but that's what God is, and that's what he does. Uh, It's just amazing that whatever is on this page, it's almost like it's preordained, and it's planned, and it just goes every single time. It's pretty amazing, actually. So here's what it says, and this this is the Lord talking to each and every one of us. Relax and let me lead you through this day. I have everything under control, my control. You tend to peer anxiously into the day that is before you, trying to figure out what to do and when. Meanwhile, the phone or the doorbell rings and you have to reshuffle your plans. All that planning ties you up in knots and distracts you from me. Attentiveness to me is not only for your quiet time, but for all your time. As you look to me, I show you what to do now and next. Vast quantities of time and energy are wasted in obsessive planning. When you let me direct your steps, you are set free to enjoy me and to find what I have prepared for you this day. There's scriptures to back this up. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Psalm 32, 8. The next one, Psalm 119.35, direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. And the last one is Psalms 143.8, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. I lift up my soul. He's asking us to give all of us. And our time to him, because he's much better at the plan than we could ever be. And how many of us, if we think about our day and think about the goals that we set, you know, we kind of take charge. I know this is me. Um, I I make plans. I make goals. And uh, I I try to work towards that. And then something will happen and distract and we'll, we'll get sidetracked, possibly. 
and we get back on. But then sometimes the Lord will reveal to us that if we would have just, you know, taken a breath and just settled down, that his plan could have been different and in some cases better. There's a story that I could tell about this weekend. It's kind of an interesting story, funny story, kind of, but frustrating at the same time is uh, I had a friend over and I wanted to spend time with this friend. And I also had things on my to-do list. I know you can, you can relate. I'm sure you can. And you're thinking, okay, we could go do this and just enjoy the time together and, and get to know uh, what's going on with each other more and be present in the present time. Or we have this list and we can just get it done. So I chose to um, get it done. And in getting it done, it meant hitch up a trailer, drive to Encinitas, it's an hour and a half drive, traffic. Um, We get there, and the furniture that I wanted to put into this consignment store, they denied all of it. Not one piece did they take because it wasn't uh, what they were needing or wanting or they didn't think they could sell it. So that trip, hour and a half there, 30 minutes there, and then uh, an hour and a half back, by that time, what we had thought about doing, it was way too late. So we missed out, I missed out, we missed out on an opportunity to enjoy what God had really planned. And we ended up, I ended up making some other plans. And looking back, I'm going, boy, I should have just listened. I should have just done this other thing. How many of us can say that that's happened to us? And are we learning from it? For the next time that that option or that opportunity comes around, that to-do list will be there tomorrow. That to-do list will be there next week and the week after. And maybe we just need to carve out that time and and spend it uh, in his presence or spend it with a friend. And, you know, that's just the the story that I'm going to tell right now. Another thing is, is that I, I wanted to talk about God's promises because I pray this prayer. All the time. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. And thank you, Lord, for your protection. Three Ps. And those, all three of those words are so important, aren't they? His promises, his provision, and his protection. I pray that over my family. I pray that over my business. I pray it over everyone I know uh, over the world. I pray it because I think they're important. But then I started thinking, do I really know God's promises? Do I know what his promises are? And I thought it would be interesting since I found a book that's titled God's Promises for Every Day. I thought it would be a wonderful thing for me and hopefully for you to get into what his promises are. Are you interested in that? I hope so, because that's what the Lord revealed to me is that I felt it would be good to share this. So promises, I'm going to go that direction because that's what I opened up for, and I think it's so, so good. I'm so ready for this. I have to read, though, because I'm reading from this promise book because I pray for promises, and then I'm thinking, wow, what are his promises? So our promises, okay, I'm going to tell you another little story. Um, You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show, and Sue Freeze is spelled Sue Fries, or Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And uh, some people call me Miss Fries, and that's okay, Um, but it's Freeze. And I would love for you to go on my website and check it out. 
There is so many podcasts, 13 years of podcasts with different subject matter. I have guests on here. It's on the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And I'd love to have you, uh, you know, just, just visit the website. Connect with me there. I'm all about connection. I want to know what's going on. I want to know how I can pray for you. Uh, if there's anything I can do, I, I don't have all the answers for sure. I know that. Uh, but I do have resources. And if I have the resource, if I can give you any information or something, I will definitely do that. I will tell you that nobody listens or or opens up those uh, connections except for me. I read them and I respond. So I welcome you to visit the Sue Free site and uh, connect with me there, please. So. Precious are the promises. Promises are an important part of life. They are easily made and often more easily broken. For some, a promise is nothing but a verbal ploy for procrastinating on a commitment. For a few others, a promise is still a sacred trust between parties to be kept at all costs. Can we all think about a time when we broke a promise? There's one promise that I broke that I feel so bad about. Only one, though. That's not bad. And the promise was to my daughter, Tiana, you all know her. She's got two little granddaughters now, and I so love her so much and love her babies so much. Uh, they bring just a whole new realm to life and living and love. Uh, but anyway, there was a time when we were in Simi Valley, and I was driving and in a hurry. And when we got on the 118 freeway, there was a fair going on, you know, the big lighted, lit up um, equipment and just Ferris wheel and all those fun things. And my little daughter, Tiana, she just wanted to go so bad. But I was in a hurry and I couldn't get to it. I didn't know how long the fair was going to be there. So I said, honey, I can't do it today, but I promise you I will take you to the fair. Well, I broke that promise. And it wasn't intentional, but I broke it. And a year later, when the fair came back, um, you know, she reminded me that I had broken that promise. <laughs> so I, I tried to make up that promise, but I did break that promise to her. And I said, you know, if that's the only promise I've ever broken, I guess, I guess I'm not doing too bad. But we, we don't want to break our promises because there's people depending on our promises. So before you make a promise, make sure it's something you can keep. That's the lesson I learned in that, in that little story. Um, our promises, in spite of the desire to keep our promises, we are not actually able to keep all of them. Sooner or later, our humanity betrays us and we fail. We make promises we would like to keep but cannot physically. We promise to buy a new car, a new bike, to back in time for the school play. But we lose our job. Unexpected bills come due or a plane is late. You know all the reasons. We are sometimes physically unable to do what we planned and we break the promise. There's other people that make promises just because they wanted to get they want to get past it, you know, and they they're fickle and change their minds. Um, that's not good. And then number there's a C here. We make promises we would like to keep, but later find that the price is simply too high. The commitment too expensive in time, energy, effort, or even money. We struggle for our time and then confess I cannot continue, and we break the promise. Uh, you know, my my message on that one is don't make a promise you can't keep. So think about all that ahead of time. You know, think about the time element. Think about the money element. Think about all those things before you make a promise. That way you will be a promise, promise keeper, not a promise breaker. Our promises are backed up by our power or pocketbook or personality, and these finite resources can and will fail. So God's promises, are you ready? We break some of our promises either easily or with anguished regrets, but God is different. A, God is not like us. God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, all-sufficient. 
He doesn't make empty promises or promises that require just the exact sequence of events to work out properly. He's not at the mercy of financial success, good weather, or public relations campaigns. God can and will do what he says. So that's good to know, isn't it? So then we need to know what he says. What does he say? God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? What I have said that I will bring about, what I have planned, that will I do. He says what he does. What he says he's going to do, he does it. He does what he says. B, God never quits. He doesn't keep a promise for a while and then tire of it. His resources are never depleted. He's never exhausted by his promises, even if they last an eternity. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. God never changes his mind about keeping his word. He's not swayed by the whims of temporary winds. He is no fence writer or political pragmatist. God is stable and his word is more certain than heaven and earth. Matthew twenty four thirty five. Okay, so now we're going to get into some of these promises. I, the Lord, do not change. That's a promise. He doesn't change. God is faithful. We value faithfulness in all matters of life, marriage, employment, contracts, friendships, etc. This element of God's character, his faithfulness, should speak deeply to our very souls. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. That's a promise, that he will strengthen and protect you. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God cannot lie. We honor honesty in all dealings, don't we? Is honesty important to you? Whew, boy, is it is it important. <laughs> no relationship really can last if there's dishonesty. No relationship that I know of through my my years and years, um, has been able to endure without trust. And if you don't, if you're not honest, then you lose trust. So how important is honesty? Ooh, pretty honest, pretty important. But even the most honest among us will inadvertently misrepresent something or even purposefully whip up a white lie to avoid embarrassment. We can and do lie. God simply cannot. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. That's Hebrews 6.18. Do any of you doubt the promises? It's talking about doubting the promises. In spite of all the reasons and verses we have just read, most of us have had periods in our lives when we really didn't believe God was keeping his word. We were fearful, full of doubts, perplexed. Could we trust God? If so, why were we in the mess we were in? God had promised to protect us. And now look what has happened. Doubts are not fatal or final. There is life after doubt. The problem is not our doubts, but what we do with our doubts. Ooh, that's good, isn't it? That's true with a lot of things in our lives. It's not what happens to you. It's 
how you deal with what happens to you. It's not that you get angry, but how you act in your anger or don't act in your anger. He says, you know, you can be angry, but do not sin. Two interesting biblical examples come to mind. Gideon had given up on God. He told the stranger, the angel of the Lord, if God was really with us, we wouldn't be in all this trouble. Where are all those great miracles we've heard about? What's happened to the God who performed all those mighty wonders our fathers told us about? God is not with us now. He has abandoned us. Just then, Gideon was about to be challenged with a call from God. What would he do? Whine about God's supposed inactivity or arm for action? After all the doubts we can dream up, God is still today issuing each of us a clear call to obey He may not appear to us in bodily form, but he calls us to action. How will we respond? How will you respond? You know, in my life, I would respond a certain way and I'd go, gosh, where did that come from? I don't even know where that came from and why did I respond like that? And it was an indicator. It was a gauge that something was not maybe depending on how I responded and I didn't like the response that I gave knee-jerk reaction uh, instant anger instant um, defense then where did that come from and why and I would have to question that you know search me and know me and I'm searching my feelings to understand why I responded or reacted and the reason I'm bringing this up is maybe this could be helpful for you is that when things happen and you're not sure why you know, you, you just react. And is it something from your past that hasn't been, you know, healed? Is it something that is still, you know, not forgiven in the situation? And it's really good. It's a good time to just take a breath, assess, identify, and then figure out, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me here? What is it that you want me to work on here? And then you become better because you understand more about you And maybe you understand more about the other person to where, you know, like when you pray, God, give me a heart to feel the other person's heart. Help me to see with your eyes, not mine, but help me to walk like where you want me to walk. Help me feel like you feel, see like you see. And when we really take that on and we ask the Lord, because ask and you shall receive, correct? That's what he says. If you ask, you shall receive. So if we're asking these things in prayer, then what happens next is we will receive. So what are we going to do with what we receive? Okay, we can ignore it or we can assess, identify, and make a decision, a choice in our minds right now that because our new understanding, we can make a difference. We can change, you know, the outcome. We can change, as they're saying here, we can change our response, how we respond to any given thing based on a newfound awareness. And I always want to be aware. And I want, to, I want to search and I want to know, okay, was that me? Was that something that I said that caused that? Or is there something inside of me that's offensive? You know, if there is, Lord, please search me and know me and let me know so that I can correct it. David, the man after God's own heart, was a doubter. Doubting Thomas is the most famous doubter of the Bible, but one of the most frequent ones is doubting David. I never heard that before. Just saying. I always heard doubting Thomas. It had been a terrible sleepless night. David cried for help and pleaded for answers. 
He was so upset he could not even talk about it. Words were difficult, he thought. Psalm 77, 7 through 9 says, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? At this point, David had two choices. He could either abandon God and go it alone, or he could remember the faithfulness of our Father and go on. Fortunately, he chose God. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. It's not a question of if we will ever doubt God. It's only a matter of when and what will be our response. We can continue to slip down the long slide of doubt, or we can stop and remember what God has already done. The choice is yours. Have you thought about prayers that have been answered? Have you thought about the many blessings that you have? I was asked to write down all my blessings. And this was when I went to Hawaii. I told you, the listeners that listen frequently, I told you that I went to a Hawaii event, and I've done that every year for like 25, 30, maybe even longer years. And during that time, there's a lot of Christian speakers. There's people that are like-minded There's business owners that uh, work with biblical principles and lead their business through biblical principles. There are pastors. There are just different people that get up on that stage for 30 minutes. And it's like you're getting fed all this information. It's not like your normal conference. And uh, one of the pastors, I, I went up to his table where he had written books, and I was so amazed. I, I just, oh. I just felt the Lord so strong. The Holy Spirit was so strong, and I just went up, and I just wanted to talk to him for a second. And I talked to him, and he said to me, you need to get a paper or a computer, and you need to write down all the things all that you're thankful for. And what a great exercise this is. I'm not done. In fact, I have hardly started, to be honest with you. But I'm going to do this, and today I'm be holding myself accountable to you, listener, that I definitely have to do this. And it would be a good a good exercise for each and every one of us, wouldn't it? Because it just helps us. He says to give thanks in all things, not some things, but all things. So are we? And what difference would we feel and have knowing of the things that we we have? During this COVID time, haven't you felt that, you know, we just kind of took a lot of things for granted? I know I did. Just be able to see people's smiles. I took that for granted. To be able to go into a dance hall and dance and, and, and get you know, be physical. And it just, I, I took so many things for granted. And now, with things the way they are now, it's not over. But we are definitely being able to see faces once in a while. And that's a great thing. So we will be back with part two um, very, very soon. Um, I just want you, while while we're on the break and listening to the commercial, I just want you to really, if you could get a paper and just start writing down your thankfulness of blessings that you've had, um, what are some of those things that you're thankful for? It could be the smallest of things because, you know, just like the sun coming up new every morning. How about that? 
And do you wake up with crickets? Do you wake up with, you know, the birds singing? Um, Just from the very beginning. And the Lord is asking you to have a relationship with him. He's asking you to reach up and reach out to him. And it does not have to be when you're down and under, down and out. You know, you, you don't have to be at your lowest of lows to reach up. It can be, you could be on your highest of highs and still be uh, searching and wanting to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. I just know that for me is that my life would not be the same if I didn't have my prayer time and I didn't have my relationship with my Heavenly Father. He shows up so often with me and it's because I'm I'm waiting for him. I'm expecting it. And so it comes up, he comes up all the time. And I'm so thankful to have that relationship. And the more I draw near to him, the more the more he draws near to me. And when I'm not feeling close, guess what? He's not moving away from me. He's not moving away from you. If anybody's moving away, it's you. So the only way you can get that feeling back, or if you've never had it, I guarantee you, you're going to want it. And once you've experienced that relationship and you've experienced the Holy Spirit, you're not going to want to be uh, without it. You're, you're just not. Um, he's brought me through so many things, and I'm sure you have your own story. And if you'd like to be part of this show, I would love to talk with you. I'd love for you to go on Sue Freeze, spelt like fries when we're dot com, and I'd love for you to, um, you know, just reach out to me and tell me a little bit about your story so we can move forward. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful that you are. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. 
thank you so much, Ecola Services. Ecola Termite Pest Control, I just really appreciate all that you do. And listen, if you suspect that you have a termite problem, if you suspect or you see those oh, those awful ants or roaches or maybe you have a rodent problem, uh, any of those things can be handled by Ecola Services. And we service from San Diego. Thank you, San Diegans, for listening. Um, K Praise in San Diego and Orange County, LA. Thank you so much for listening in. That would be KKLA. And then we've got uh, KDAR, the, the word in Ventura. So thank you, Venturians, for listening. And also all the way up the coast to KUHL and some other stations up there. Just thank you so much for listening to the Sue Free Show. And we're on country now, too. So thank you there. Appreciate it. Uh, anyway, so this is part two and we're talking about God's promises. And I was saying in part one, in case, in case, uh, you missed the first half of the show, um, that I always pray for God's protection, God's provision and God's promises. And what I realized is that I just want a list of all of his promises. I want to just read them out and remember what they are. And one thing he is, is he's honest. He's integrity. He won't break his promises. And that's really wonderful. And, you know, if we are going to emulate, if we are going to be like Jesus, then looking at who he is gives us a direction on who we should strive to be. Now, we are going to fall short. It says it in the Bible. We all fall short of the glory of God. It says that, okay? So just understand that you're not going to get beat up. You're not going to get punished because you mess up. And that's beautiful good news, isn't it? Because I know me and I know that I fall short all the time. But my goal is to strive to be better, to be more like him. And in knowing what he is like by being in relationship helps us to get that understanding, you know, to love more like him, to be more patient, to, to just be like him. And, um, so it's a good thing to strive for, I think. And, uh, the first half of the show, we were talking about promises and, uh, it was really good. It was really good. So the second half is going to be on understanding the promises. And I don't normally read this much, but I just felt it was really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading and it's from a book and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Cause I think that's important. We do that. And it says, God's promises for every day, a promise journal for abundant living, personal reflections, Brownlow Publishing Company. Uh, Isaac Watts is someone that wrote a poem in here, but that's all I know. So I'm giving credit to that. And if you want to see the the front of the book on Facebook Live, there it is. Okay, so um, one of the best ways to keep our doubts in control is to properly understand what God actually has promised before we can firmly stand on the promises, we must clearly understand them. And that's where we're going. This is the meat of the of the show, I think, right here. We must understand the proper time element. Promises of the past, many of God's promises have already been fulfilled. His promises to Abraham, Moses, and Joshua are recorded for our information and inspiration. From this history of God's faithfulness, we take confidence. But we cannot take his specific promises to the patriarchs and apply them to ourselves. We must not expect our seed to outnumber the stars or walls to fall down before us. We must be sure to determine the specific or general nature of a promise before we claim it as our own. Okay, that's fair. I'm with that. Promises for my life. The Bible is filled with promises for God's people at all time. They are blank checks, as Charles Spurgeon has called them, to be endorsed and presented for payment. God's promises will be fulfilled, but in his own time. Did you hear that? In his time, not yours. In his time. 
The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Just a note I've learned with that, and this is just a side note, Sufri's side note, is sometimes, you know, I feel I'm impatient. I'm very, and I know patience is a virtue. I get that. But I'm impatient. But I've found through my time of going through the dark time or the dry time or the patient time that God was working on me. He was working on me to where so I could really hear him and understand what it is he was wanting from me. And in that time, there was tremendous growth. And I'm telling you this because I think that maybe some of you, I'm just guessing, I think some of you might be going through a dry spell or a you know, a, a, a time of learning, a time of perspective, retrospection, just all of those things that come with dry time or quiet time or, you know, the worst thing for me used to be be still and know that I am God. For me to just sit and do nothing, it's like, it's just the hardest thing in the world for me to do. And I have found that by me taking a little time or being forced to when I had my accident with my leg and I couldn't do anything but lay there, I, you know, I found that I could feel his presence more in my quiet time. So when he says, be still and know, it's because he wants you to be still so he, you know him. And I, I have grown to really enjoy those quiet times, even though it's still difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's still difficult. But I find that being patient He's working on us. You know, I'm, I I make comments like he's not done with me yet, and I'm so thankful he's not done with me yet. And um, the lessons that I'm learning is preparing me for the next thing that he has for me. And the same goes for you, is that through our trying times, there is a lesson being taught and hopefully learned. And, um, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on getting beat up, so I want to learn the lesson quicker I don't want to, you know, be in this lesson a long time. It's kind of like uh, delivering a baby. I told him to, to do it fast. I don't care how hard it is. Just I'd rather it be fast um, and not linger for a long period of time. But that is why they call it labor. <laughs> and I know that. It's just that I still kind of didn't want to go through that so much for moms out there. I hear you. We thank God to be slow or asleep when he is only waiting for the right time. The promise may mature only when we are mature enough to receive it. Hmm. God may be too slow for our time schedule, but he is never late. Promises for the future, the end of time, and the resurrection are the focus of many divine promises. We are living by those promises and waiting for them to be fulfilled. Of such is our faith. We must understand the prevailing conditions. Every promise of God has a condition except one, his promise to love us. His love is unfading and unfailing. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord. That's Psalm 107, 31, 43, if you want to look it up. But what are my responsibilities for claiming his other promises? For example, I may feel that Satan is sucking me under into sin. I remember that God has promised that Satan will flee from me. At this moment, he is certainly not fleeing. He's devouring me. What's wrong? The full promise says, how many are there right now where you feel like you're just being devoured? 
you know, the lion comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you are there right now? This is good for you because this is the full promise. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you double-minded. So what, what did you hear then? He's saying that as you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. So who's going to move first? I always remember this, is that, the, that God, Jesus, is a gentleman. He's not going to snatch you because he gave you, God gave us freedom of choice. You know, if he wanted all of us to be a certain way, he would just make it happen. And he could. He has the power to do that. But the beauty of this is, is the freedom of choice. You need to have the freedom to choose him. You have to have the freedom to choose anyone. It should not be forced on anybody. For those of you that are tuning in right now, I want to say thank you for doing that. It's no coincidence that you have found this show. And I know there's a message here for you. I don't know what the message is, but God does. And uh, it's the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And he's wanting to, to speak to you. And I, I pray to be an open vessel to be used. I want his words. I want his message to come out of my mouth. This is not Sue Freeze. This is the Lord. And I want it to always be that way. It's much better that way. Uh, I must understand and meet the conditions for God's conditional promises to be fulfilled. We must understand the appropriate method. God has promised to give us life, to sweep away our sins, to strengthen us, give us power, etc. But how? There are numerous ways he can accomplish his promises, but his ultimate method is through Christ. So did you get all that? Because those are some of the promises. I'm just going to read them again. Uh, God has promised to give us life, to sweep away our sins, to strengthen us, to give us power. How many of you feel like you're lacking power in your relationships right now? The power is in the name of Jesus there was times in my relationships where people that I thought had my best interest at heart didn't. And they would say things that were untrue, things that were contradictory to what God was saying about me. And I had to make a decision in my mind and in my heart and my ears to either shut off and say, I rebuke that, that's not truth, or receive what these people were saying and believe it. Some of you are in there right now where there's people in your lives that you probably love that are speaking words that maybe are not the healthiest. And maybe it's time for you to have a healthy boundary, pray for the Lord to give you the strength and the courage, because he tells us he, he does that, for him to give you the courage and strength to speak up for yourselves. And and part of that, it's it's not being mean. It's just saying, no, I'm not believing that. I am no longer taking that as truth for me. God says, blah, 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 blah. What he says, what does God say? He says, we're victorious. Hey, here's one for you. Go to Sue Freeze, about like com. When you go there, go to the I am's. There's three pages that I have made for you and they're free. Okay. All you have to do is take the time to push the button and you, you need to have paper and ink, I guess. Uh, but go on there and push that button and print those I am's out. Because these I am's are the I am's that the Lord says about you. It's not these people on this earth that you think have your best interest, but maybe do not. This is what God says. I am victorious. 
I'm an ambassador to Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. These are the things that you need to be speaking. And your voice, your, your brain hears your voice better than if somebody else says this to you. Is that your soul, your, your brain hears your voice. So there is another I am on there where you can actually record your voice with these. And you can put it on your headset and go to sleep listening to your voice with what God says about you. That one does cost money. But the other one is free. And I just recommend if anybody, if this hits home at all to each, anybody out there, and I'm sure it does. Okay, this is something I've been through, and I can tell you it works, that you have to start believing what God says about you. You know, because he's the creator, right? He created you. And he created you in his image, and he created you for a purpose. And the devil doesn't want us, side note, he doesn't want us to fulfill our purpose here on this earth. He doesn't want us. He's going to do everything he can to stop us from from doing what he created what God created us to do the devil's here to destroy us to steal all of our dreams and our promises from us to kill us we're not going to let that happen are we we're not going to let him win the devil's defeated stomp on his feet spit in his face in Jesus name he's defeated and victory is ours victory is the lord's And we are victorious in Jesus' precious name. Receive that. Speak it out loud. The devil can't hear your thoughts. He only hears what you say out of your mouth. So make sure what you say out of your mouth is something that you don't care if the devil hears. You want him to hear it. I hope it makes his ears bleed. Wow, that was powerful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The richest, choicest blessings of God are found in Christ. To expect them elsewhere is to be disappointed and disillusioned. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians one twenty, Focusing on the promises, the journal should help. Well, I'm reading from a journal, so it's saying the journal will help, and it does. Whether it's this journal or you just have blank pages that you can write things down, um, like this, a daily promise to nurture and encourage us. God's promises are wonderful, but we must know them and remember them to be nurtured by them. Our spiritual doubts are often caused by an inadequate spiritual diet. A journal area to record instances of promises fulfilled or to be used as a general diary or a prayer journal. A topical list of favorite promises for further study or for use in time of special need. If we saturate our lives with the promises of God, we will worry less and live more. How many of you want to worry less and live more? I know I do. I totally do. So every, um, every day is a different promise in this book that I was referring to. And so here's one. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's pretty good, isn't it? I will put my law in their minds and write it in their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. And it goes on and on and on. These are just, just, they're not just. They are God's promises and There's a whole bunch of them, and it goes through Scripture. It's got month by month, day by day. And this book, I am going to take all of these promises, and I'm going to type them up and do the same thing I did with the I Am. So that's another commitment I'm going to make to you. You can hold me accountable, but I'm going to have that on my website, suefreeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. 
uh, I'm not going to make a promise I can't keep, but I am going to do this. I'm not going to give you a deadline. Normally I would, but I'm not going to because there's a lot of things happening right now in Sue Freeze's life. So, But I am going to do that, and I think it's going to be helpful for me because I need these promises for me. And uh, usually I find that when something works for me, I like to share it with others because if it works for me, maybe it'll work for you. So I have a friend, and his name is Mike Rovner, and uh, he talks about biblical principles in the workplace, and I'm all about that. And so uh, we both go to this conference in Hawaii, and I've been going longer than him, but he has been, he's been such a stable and powerful force since he's joined uh, him and his lovely wife. And um, he had a table, and I picked it up, and he said, yeah, take it. And I said, oh, thank you. And it says integrity. How many of you think integrity is an important thing to have? It's a character. And I have integrity at the top of my core values for Ecola, Termite, and Pest Control Services. We have seven core values for our company, and we created them because it was areas that we felt were non-negotiables, that anybody working for us needed to have these, these seven core values. So what does it say? The definition of integrity, strict uncompromising adherence to a moral code of ethics. I want to be around people that are like that. How about you? And I want to be that person. I want to be a person of integrity. So having integrity, it is simple, is as simple as doing what you say. James 5.12, let your yes be yes and your no be no, or you will be condemned. So that's getting back to promises that we keep or don't keep, doesn't it? Being honest at your job, Proverbs sixteen eleven. God cares about honesty in the workplace, your business in his business. Proverbs 11, 1. God hates cheating in the marketplace. He loves it when business is above board. Pay your taxes and do not cheat, Matthew twenty two twenty one. Then he said to them, give to Caesars what is Caesars and to God what is God's. Pay what you owe, Proverbs three twenty seven. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Admit when you make a mistake or make amends, Proverbs 6, 2, and 3. You have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, to free yourself. Since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands, go to the point of exhaustion and give your neighbor no rest. Make a decision to be a person of integrity. It's a choice. Are you ready for the choice? Do you want to be a person of integrity? Deuteronomy 30:19 This day I call heaven and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death blessings and curses now choose life so that you and your children may live Think before you act Proverbs 14:8 The wisdom of the prudent is to give th- thought to their ways but the folly of fools is deception Think before you speak Proverbs 13:3 Careful words make for a careful life Careless talk may ruin everything. Careless talk. Is that rumors? Would that be rumors? Gossip? Yeah, that's part of it. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. My mom used to say that to me all the time. So when someone tries to say something about somebody, you know, I'm I'm like, I want to walk away. Or I'll say, sometimes I'll say something and sometimes I just walk away. 
And sometimes I say, you know, my experience with the person that you're talking about right now is totally different than what you're explaining right now. And I and I base all of my decisions on my relationships based on how I'm treated. It's just that way. Um, you know, there's two people in that relationship, and one can cause another person to have a, a knee-jerk reaction like we talked in the part one of this show. So just um, I think it's important not to gossip. Uh, ask God to help you make the right choices. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without uh, finding fault and it will be given to him. Do what God tells you. Proverbs one thirty nine. Search me, O God. Oh, I love the scripture. This is the one I was mentioning earlier. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Have close associations with people of integrity. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. One last one. Have people in your life that keep you accountable. As iron sharpens iron, no one man sharpens another. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Until next week, God bless you. Bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every other month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.